Hey everyone, welcome to Reality TV Rehap Ups Special Edition, or should I say colon special edition, special Canadian heroes edition, because I'm Jessica Lee. with me as always is Dan Heaton, but also with us, the winners of the Amazing Race Canada colon heroes edition, colon, Adam and Courtney. Hello. Hello, guys. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to get to talk to you. Um, congratulations, first off. It must be really exciting to finally, you've been sitting on this information for a long time, I imagine. It's, it's been stressful and it feels like, feels like you, it's something you can only relate with somebody about, you know, any other experience in life. And all I could do is at bedtime when Court and I finally got to crawl into bed together, we could just smile at each other and say, did that really happen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. It's really been fun to finally be able to celebrate with our families because we really, truly wanted everybody to be able to experience it like we did. Like it wouldn't have been as much fun, you know, if they knew in the end the results. So it was really fun to watch them stress. And, you know, like my grandma would call me every week and she'd be like, you know, I'm having chest pain. I think you better just tell me how this ends. (laughs) So, yeah, it was it's pretty fun. And so I imagine it must have been kind of a surprise for everybody. Um, You certainly have been edited as the underdogs um, and your placements kind of bore that out, at least up until about leg eight or so. Um, So what was the reaction like? Were people did people think you were going to win or were they just uh, they just kind of like, we'll ride it out as long as you guys are on the show? Well, uh, you know, before, when the teams were announced, they much, um, much like you guys, I'm, I'm not six foot five, I'm six foot one and a quarter. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, all my friends, all Courtney's friends, all of our family, everybody had so much confidence in us. So when we came back and we looked bagged and we were, you know, we didn't want to give any spoilers. Uh, and, and I said, that was a lot harder than I expected. Uh, they all said, oh, yeah, right. You guys probably won a bunch of legs and then you guys won the whole thing. And much like you guys said in the podcast and the show showed uh, right from the get go, we were a bit of a, a gong show. <laughs> so mm-hmm. as time went on, they kind of said, you know what? Well, you guys sure did try. <laughs> so. Well, and I mean, our families did send the uh, family message, right? And so they knew that we at least made it to Mexico in that sense, because Adam's parents sent the video and everything. So they kind of said, you know, once the Mexico leg hit, it was like, okay, now we don't know what happens from here. And now we're feeling 10 times more stressed. So (laughs) Mexico was the perfect way too. with the foot race to the mat was pretty awesome. (laughs) Right. So when you guys started, we'll definitely talk about that foot race. I want to, but when you guys started out and, you know, you have that first leg and you're really pumped to go and then you know, Adam misses the beaver and then you guys were in that race to the mat. I mean, how does that feel? What did the race, how different did that feel compared to what you guys expected? You know, we both have high stress jobs. Uh, We do extreme stuff. So I I thought the stress and the anxiety and the self doubt and all that stuff would be, uh, you know, whatever, but that was 10 times more stressful. And from the moment that John said, go, it, uh, it, 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 it was completely different than what I expected. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we spent 99% of that leg thinking that we were going to be the first person going home. Like when I climbed that pole, I we were both just kind of had accepted the fact that we thought we were going to be, you know, the ones that go home on the first leg. And it was, we had a tally, a tick chart, like for the whole race of how many times we thought we were out. And the number was go up there. <laughs> <laughs> <Pages>. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, because it seemed like you guys were always just it was there'd be two teams every time and it'd be you guys and somebody else. And I think, oh, this is going to be it for them. That's really too bad. And, you know, why do you how do you think you pulled that out? Was it always that close? Because that's another thing we see. I mean, I know that foot race was. But were there other times, too, that were you were minutes away? You know what? I, I did. I did learn because uh, court got me into the show after surgery and I was never a huge fan. But then all of a sudden, I, like after watching it, I was I was in love with it. And I always wondered how much production is actually in this right like how much tv magic and this isn't them training me to say this but it was very real like they they don't they don't want teams interacting when the cameras aren't on because if something happens um and they don't capture it they they don't want you reenacting it because it's fake and they don't want any of that they want this as real as possible so with the with you saw with the foot race uh in mexico super real uh todd nana indonesia indonesia yeah that was I bet you we weren't on the mat for a minute before they came right around the corner. Like they were right there. And, and, and you saw this season more, like, I don't think it's actually ever happened where teams have been on the mat together when the elimination happens. So they, I, for whatever reason, decided to keep us on the mat as the other teams were being eliminated uh, because it was just so close. You couldn't, you didn't want to reenact a run in or anything like that. Well, yeah, it kind of gives you also the shot where you can like say goodbye to the teams. That's always feels very emotional. It seemed like you were a really close cast too. like most most of the cast seemed to make friends with each other. But everybody here seemed like family almost. It was it was hard to see anybody go. And I think I think uh, the majority of the people that watched the show felt the same way. And unfortunately, it looked like we personally eliminated team, which <laughs> kind of makes us look like bad guys. But I mean, like, team, like none of the teams had had hard feelings about it. And it was always an emotional goodbye. Uh, you saw right in leg one, you know, happy and chewy seeing those guys go Air Force pilots. That was a that was a, a surprise to everybody to watch those guys go. They would ne- nobody would have thought they would have been the first people out. But you know, we, we we grew very close to them very quickly, even not being able to to really speak to them outside of what you guys saw on TV. Um, you're not allowed to talk when the cameras aren't rolling, so you don't. Really, it's hard to form a bond. But everybody in the in the season was very close, and they were all such good people. And uh, the heroes title really did stick out with each and every one of these people because they were just everybody had the biggest hearts, and and it wasn't a, a an episode of uh, you know animosity. It was it was a lot of. Uh, friendship and bonds. So yeah, that definitely came across it. I mean, how could you have a villain on the, on the heroes edition? Like everybody was so sympathetic and I didn't think there was ever a moment where I felt like I was blaming anybody for anything bad that happened. Thank you. <laughs> right. Cause you guys had that moment where you had to do a U-turn and you know, it's an Ab and Monica that I could tell with the heroes edition. It, I mean, not just cause it was heroes, but it was really hard for you. And um, how much did the theme even play into that? Were you guys they're thinking about it in terms of like you know this is this is a hero's edition season we don't want to be the villains i i mean i don't think that anybody wanted to be a villain but and that would have been that's just us i mean it's in our nature to want to help people and there were so many times on the race where we did and we didn't want to be responsible for anybody going home but we also did tell ourselves that the in the only event that we would probably use the U-turn as if we were kind of battling for last place and in that situation we totally were and I don't, in my mind, it was really, really hard, but in my mind, we really didn't have any choice. I mean, we would have looked pretty silly if we got eliminated on a chance, you know, or we could have U-turned somebody and didn't. And ultimately, it, it is a race still. So uh, there is still a sense of you want to stay in it. And and if we would have just said, you know, 
like if it would have been at that situation, we would have just stuck up our hands and said, okay, well we quit rather than you turn somebody that would have kind of been the similar scenario. So we, we, we decided that it, it really sucked to do because we, we really love those girls, but uh, just to secure our spot uh, in the race, we had to do it. So it's a game too. Yeah. And I, I would never think that, that was a bad move at all. It was really smart and it is a race. So I, I just imagine that had to be tough given how close you were with the cast. Who in the cast were you really close to? You know what? I, th- I think Nancy and Melissa, we were, uh, we, you know, it wasn't an alliance or anything like that. But if if somebody needed help, like you saw us work together with the, uh, the memory challenge in um, uh, Winnipeg. Uh, and then just at the tent challenge, we'd help each other. Uh, back and forth when they when they got the the express pass out from underneath us they didn't show it but they were they were in tears they felt terrible uh for for kind of swooping in there before us and 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 that was fine that's the race uh but those girls are sweethearts and we were really close with them i think you know for the most part everybody was very close to us but they were we seemed to work with them a little bit better than most yeah it was really interesting because it seemed like all these alliance factions kind of came out of nowhere in the back half of the race. And all of a sudden they dropped it on us like, oh, yeah, we've been working together with like there was a siblings alliance that apparently had been going on the entire time. And we didn't get to see any of that, like just watching the show. So how much do you think that really played into the ultimate uh, outcome of everything? I don't, I don't think it played in, into the outcome of anything, really. It, it, was, it never uh, was a, a game changer. It just... To, to be kind of friendly, uh, those alliances were around. Like you said, there was no villain, so nobody really teamed up against anybody. Nobody was really out to get anybody. It's just, you know, if you needed help with something or you just wanted to work together with somebody and you found that compatibility-wise, uh, you'd work better with a team, you kind of did that. And, and uh, like, the alliances weren't a huge game-changer, but they definitely made it uh, emotionally easier to do, I think. So let's back up for a second, because I really I want to hear about your background with the show. Like Adam, you had alluded to not ever having seen it until Courtney made you watch it. So I'm going to say Courtney is the super fan here. Or were you ever what you'd term a super fan? How did you get involved with watching the show in the first place? And what inspired you to go on the show? Well, I mean, I'd seen a few Canadian seasons. And then um, it was always just like my, you know, my sister did Big Brother. And I always said, I, I don't think that I could ever do that that show like it just wouldn't be for me but I always said you know I think that the amazing race would be so much fun and I think Adam and I would be really good at it together as a team and he's kind of a stubborn guy so I'm like yeah you know come watch with me and he'd be like ah, I'm not into reality tv I don't want to watch whatever and then he yeah when he got his back surgery I'm like you gotta watch like you'll just get roped in and then sure enough he was like yeah we could totally do this <laughs> let's do it yeah I'd armchair quarterback and then she said well if you think you're so good at it why don't you and I go do it and I said well we dominate and then <laughs> And you said this while you were laid up uh, recovering from surgery. So that kind of adds a whole other layer onto it. Uh, By the time you applied, were you 100 percent? Oh, uh, yeah, I I would say as close to 100 percent as I'm going to be for the time being. Uh, I'm still active in my job. Uh, it's just a constant, you know, being able to keep stretching, keep movement, keep, you know, just physio physio, taking care of it and, and, and strength and, and everything's back. So yeah, I'm, 
I'm, I'm as close to 100 percent as I could be. Well, that that's good to hear because I was thinking about that in terms of this season. There were so many challenges that were dances, which we talked about a lot because I would do terrible, and not that you did terrible. You guys were very graceful. But what was that like to have that stretch of legs where it seemed like there was a dance like five weeks in a row or five legs in a row? Yeah, you're telling us. We've, I, I said my my dad's uh, big into to shooting ranges and hunting, and I'm I'm not a huge gun guy myself but i figured hero season there's going to be something firefighting there's going to be some uh, military there's going to be some police work there's going to be nurses there's going to be all these different like challenges. challenges uh so never once did i think dancing uh and and i prepared in so many ways so when dancing kept coming up it was it was very disheartening for me uh, not in a sense that I just didn't prepare it properly enough, um, but just that you keep getting handed stuff that you're just really not good at, and which would be fine. But then you watch guys like Phil, Dylan, uh, Taylor. Taylor. Those those guys are rocking dance challenges, and I'm just up there like a water fish out of water. So it was it was disheartening. But I, you know, it, no, not every challenge was for everybody, right? There was not. You know, every physical challenge, you could look at it that way and say there was a bunch of physical challenges. So, you know, the teams that weren't uh, more tuned that way, were you upset that there was more of those challenges? And, you know, that you could say it for anything, but it's just something that you kind of have to do and persevere through. And it is a little frustrating. And at that point in the race, especially in Jakarta, um, I realized that attitude is so much more than just a word. Uh, you, like in, in that sense, uh, you really have to have a good attitude and just get over your negativity and you good about it. Yeah, well, I think you guys did did awesome. And so I would not have wanted to be doing that hand dance right before with with only two teams left or with you, you and Todd. So I think I think it was it was great. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, especially when we rolled up in second place, feeling absolutely fantastic because it was the best that we'd been in a, in a situation in the race. And I mean, it just kept people just kept leaving and leaving and leaving. And I'm like, oh, no. I picked the wrong part. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, in a good way, in a good sense, I mean, now we know that we need to take dance lessons before our wedding. So we learned that. <laughs> Are you planning some big choreographed number for the first dance? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no voguing or anything or ballet or <laughs> hey you survived them all so that you yeah, did that's true maybe maybe i've got some new moves i gotta break out <laughs> <laughs> and adam it seemed like you were doing a disproportionate number of the roadblocks that involved choreography was that just random chance or was this something that you discussed you know we we uh in dawson city with that can can we kind of got tuned in there because we got in there watched the dance and thought there's no way I'm going to be able to do this, but we thought, you know, let's, let's have some fun with this. Let's, you know, we're not just here to race, but we're here to have fun. So let's do it. And that ended up costing us quite a bit, but also was a realization that I'm not a great dancer. Uh, when, when we went to the, the voguing challenge or well, the hand dance, I guess we can say that the clue was who's handy. And like you said earlier, the, you got to pay attention to where you are. And we didn't do that there. So when it said who's handy, I thought, you know, I'm fairly good with tools. I'm, I can, I can take apart a door a few times. Uh, so I thought, you know, that that's me. Uh, and, and then it wasn't. So I, it was unfortunate, but, uh, and then the voguing, I, I had no idea what voguing was. So when court said, let's go do voguing, I let her pick all the tasks, which was smart because she did a really good job. Uh, but when, when it turned out to be dancing, I thought, great. And you loved the voguing though. At the end of the day, like when it was all said and done, it was 
very visibly frustrated in there. I mean, it did have a lot to do with the fact that we'd just, you know, come from Indonesia and it was the double leg and we were hungry and tired. I think that all did play a factor. You were probably hangry. And, and upset about you turning. Yeah. So, but at the end of the day, that was probably up there with one of our favorite challenges. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, great. Yeah. And um, you could tell on that club that people were having a good time, but I want to go back. I don't want to pass up the, the moment about the truck there that you brought up because <laughs> <laughs> so big question with the new truck, is the door still intact? Is it in good shape so far? The door is for now still intact. Okay. And you know what? It works great. So I have no reason yet to take it apart. <laughs> but if I do, maybe I will. <laughs> you didn't touch Courtney's door either, right? Like you guys said, I'm, I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah, we had to give you a little trouble because there were so many moments where at some point you were like, I've got this. I do this all the time. I camp all the time. I can pack a car. So, I mean, was that just pumping yourself up or was it just, you know, how did that go? You know what? I'll, I'll take, I'm, I'm used to being chirped at at the fire hall. Those guys make so much fun of me, especially watching the episode. Uh, so, you know what? I, uh, those were my challenges. You know, camping is my thing. I, I set up tents all the time. And we, if, if we didn't lose that, if I didn't lose that netting, we would have left there in the first place. We had, mm -hmm. if, if you, see that tent it's mine's up ours is up before anybody else's so we were rocking that i just uh you know that that we learned right there that was a that was a learning moment for us uh that i need to pay a little bit more attention uh rather than jumping headfirst into something and just ripping the packaging open and, and go we we yes we don't say <laughs> we say we <laughs> and, and then with the door challenge uh that's the same thing you know we 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 got there uh, in in fifth place I think or fourth or something and left in second so we did make up some time uh, very quickly there and and courts actually helped me take apart my door and put it back together twice so or not yeah so she's she was really good too so we did very well uh, but again it was a moment both of those times that I learned that I need to delegate a little bit better and I need to. While I'm doing something, so Court has an understanding, so she can help out as well. It's not just me doing the the detour; it's both of us. So that kind of prepped us for later on legs is the, those learning moments. That's really remarkable that you're able to kind of adapt on the fly like that. Was there anything else that you picked up along the way that you needed to adjust? For sure, uh, with the attitude thing uh, that I mentioned with the dancing, the staying positive, it's really easy to get down, especially if, if you're the one jumping for the beaver twice or getting you almost eliminated by not being able to dance properly. You need to keep your head up and keep positive and realize that there's still more tasks to come. Uh, the other thing that we, uh, kind of learned, I, I think, uh, everybody saw it in, with the bread challenge in Toronto, uh, Dempster's bread challenge, uh, is that I just like to rush in like a bull and muscle my way through something. And Courtney's very much uh, organized and she likes to keep track of things, which I think is too slow. I can just do it in my head. So there, uh, that I think that perfectly explains Courtney keeping track of all the souvenirs and the legs that they belong to. We learned that early that I will be the eyes of that particular thing. I, I can do that really quick. I can run around the store. I can do that. And she can keep track of everything and organize it all. So we know when to go. So that right there was grooming. The bread challenge was grooming for that moment. Well, cool. Yeah. And I think that worked out well because Courtney, you had to do several memory challenges and things that required detail. I mean, how, how tough were those, especially, well, the last one in the finale? 
Oh man, like even just watching the finale and, you know, we knew how it ended and everything. As soon as I heard that audio clip of it and saw it, I, my heart started racing and I got anxiety again. It was like, it was like having a flashback. And I mean, Courtney did, did leave. I think she was close to 45 minutes before. So, I mean, in the, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when, you know, 45 minutes in the race, especially when it comes to Courtney and Taylor, that's almost just like, you know, thrown in the towel because they, once they get ahead, they don't stop. And especially in the final leg, when it's the first, the first challenge, like, you know, Adam had to give me an attitude adjustment in the, in the helicopter because I was just so down. I was so bummed. And I thought, you know, I, I screwed it up. Like he went on this lovely little rant about, you know, what an awesome partner and blah, blah, blah. And I just booped him on the nose. That's all I didn't even (laughs) respond. I was just, you know, and so, I mean, yeah, it's crazy when, you know, when you're in that place and the pressure's on and you're trying to remember it and think all of those things, your brain kind of feels like it turns into mush. But I mean, you got to you got to pull it together if you want to keep going. So. <laughs> so you were obviously not allowed to use any notes of any kind during that task, but I have to imagine you took pretty good notes along the way. Funny story. We well, we actually we did have two books. We had a rough draft book and we had a good book where we at the end of every leg we would write everything down. We had a system at the mat like that Adam would, you know, look at what they were wearing. I would listen to what they said. Um and we kept really good track. And on that double leg um, in Toronto, we lost our good copy and our bad copy of all of the stuff that we had kept track of. And that was a pretty crushing moment for us because we were just, you know, it had, you know, all the stuff in Jakarta with the names and the spelling. And we know that they can trip you up on stuff like that. So, and I mean, I guess in that situation, it made us have to study again even more. Adam had a moment that night where he literally didn't sleep. He sat and almost sat on the toilet and somehow just because it was in the bathroom of the hotel I, <laughs> I was up or something yeah but he somehow remembered everything and he was bummed that he didn't have any good bread puns at the bread challenge so he read two pages of bread puns <laughs> and he we woke up or I woke up in the morning after having a wonderful sleep and he looks over at me with this big smile and he's like, I still haven't slept yet. And I said, I'm like, I think he's losing it on me. Are going to be okay? Uh, so I have to hear some of these bread puns now, of course. Yes. Uh, well, I just, uh, I didn't, uh, oh man. But my favorite. Your favorite there. one was we had about a half a flower on everyone else. Or this, this challenge took us a half a flower. <laughs> <laughs> These other teams have muffin on us. <laughs> uh, my gluten for punishment. Uh, yeah, they, that's the yeast of our worries. <laughs> we got to get out of here so we can win some dough. Uh, <laughs> you did have like two pages. We probably still have the book. But yeah, he, Adam is the pun master. So it's pretty funny (laughs) and just for the listeners we did not plan this in advance we didn't give them a heads up that adam should come up with those that was totally off the top of his head or (laughs) off i don't know how often you how often you think about that but that (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) how did you lose the notebook like did you lose a bunch of stuff one of them we lost at the candy no first we lost the one at the door because again for me, I mean, it was probably my fault, but we, I was writing stuff down when we went and looked at the, at the example. 
So I was writing steps down and where stuff was, you know, where we had to put stuff. And then um, Adam always wore his cargo pants and pockets and they had zippers on them. So we always knew where everything was. And I think we were just so excited that we ran out and left the book. And then again, at the candy challenge, we were writing down the order of the candies and the colors and got so excited and threw hucks of chocolate in our mouth and away we went. So once you check in, everything you leave behind is gone. So that was the that was the significance of the bag thing. You, you had to have your bag with you at the mat uh, or they donate it to charity or at least within view of John. But yeah, so that was definitely, definitely a bummer for us. But again, I think in the long run, it ended up helping us because we had to study 10 times more, right? Like we had to keep quizzing each other and writing stuff down and remembering and having to recall it all was a good way. It's just a good thing that we didn't have to do any crazy spelling or anything. and Remember any of that. So on that note, I mean, how crazy was that last challenge and how much, how much do you think that helped you? I mean, and I'm asking a bunch of questions here at once, but how long were you there working on that challenge? The the shops? It's, you know, for, for the most of the race, I was really good at keeping track of timing things and, and paying attention to that kind of thing uh, with being so close to possibly getting first place uh, and it being the last leg. Uh, I didn't I didn't even pay attention to time. I could tell you that that probably felt like 45 minutes, maybe. I would guess probably closer to an hour, maybe, but somewhere in between there. Yeah, it, it, it things were happening so fast. And yeah, we I don't know. I think yeah, forty five minutes to an hour, I think. And and it played it played a huge role in uh just our organization, really. So how much time did you end up actually making up over over Taylor and Courtney then? Um we couldn't quite tell watching the final mat sequence how much time actually elapsed between you checking in in first and them checking in in second. It was it was uh really close uh uh, again with the production uh part of it there's not a lot of uh editing going into that uh and making it seem any closer than it is and like again on the mat i I think you can see on the show i look stunned uh (laughs) so i just kind of didn't even i wasn't even looking at my watch but they came they came up very quickly behind us uh i don't even know if i if i could put a gauge on it either because i was so excited and wrapped up in, you know, seeing everybody again and, and talking and celebrating with Adam and seeing John and it time flew by in a sense. So, yeah, I don't know if time would fly by because they, they were close They're Like there, there wasn't a lot of edit there. Uh, and, and as far as like how much time did we make up? Well, I think uh, it was about 40 minute lead that Taylor and Courtney had on us uh, leaving that uh, air traffic control challenge. Uh, around that, uh, I was stuck in the room there. Well, I shouldn't say stuck because Dylan's a great guy. We actually had a really good chat. So was <laughs> <laughs> hanging out with Dylan uh, for, for quite a while there. Uh, and then I think he said they were, can't remember exactly, but I think he said they were around 20 minutes behind us. So that, that's that's really the only time that uh, I kept track. Uh, again, when we passed them on the gondola going up the hill, uh, I, I reset my watch there, um, but then I forgot to check it because I wanted to see at approximately like how long it took us to do that challenge to see how much time we made up at that point. But somebody did yell from the chairlift, you did that way quicker than they did, which I don't know if they're just trying to pump our tires, but... Well, uh, you know, you you did land in the pool, not over the pool and then face first. So, I mean, was it worth it for him? For was it that cold in the pool that you that it was worth it to jump over and hit his face? You know, I got to give mad props to Taylor for for going for the gusto. But just looking at that jump uh, on the way up the hill, uh, 
it did not look like it was built to clear. Uh, I think I think they wanted you in the water. Um, so I definitely pumped the brakes and it hit the water. And, you know, I mean, man, that guy's got guts for trying to clear that thing. So I'm glad he's okay. <laughs> they, kind of, they kind of encouraged them not to attempt to do the whole, to do the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, didn't, you're, you're not going to clear it. Just don't even try. Yeah. Get wet. <laughs> okay. Did you guys have any worry when you got, like when you were running around the golf course and, you know, you're on the wrong course and everything, were you concerned that maybe you got passed somewhere there? hundred percent. I think when you're in that caliber, I know it looks like we stumbled our way through a lot of the race, uh, but we also did get a good gauge of the other teams. And when you're in the finale with teams of that caliber, not that anybody else wasn't that caliber, but you know, um, well, and Taylor and Courtney had snuck up behind us before, you know, like when we were in Mexico, they, somehow beat us so it's like when you're running around a golf course we were literally running around it felt like forever I couldn't breathe and it was like you know they are better with directions they're fast and they're sneaky so yeah it wasn't until we actually rolled up to the mat where it was it became official yeah and so right up until the moment when John told you that you had won there had to be that like doubt in the back of your mind like what if that's not what's going on here. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that when we saw the empty mat, I was still having just pictures of Courtney and Taylor coming in from the side, <laughs> <laughs> just watching it slip away. So, uh, yeah, until John said it uh, for real, uh, yeah, it didn't. Well, I don't know. It didn't even sink in until this last week. And it was actually Martina that told us we were running up to the mat. And Martina was like, "You guys won! You won!" John, said, that's my line. <laughs> she couldn't help it she's so sweet <laughs> yeah she's she's a bundle of energy oh she has two switches one on and one off and i'll tell you at the airport that girl just exuded so much love and energy and it came out so fiercely that when it came time at the airport and we had an hour for a flight or we're waiting for a flight she was just ko'd on the floor she starfished she yeah. literally starfished and would sleep <laughs> it's like a toddler yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean that with that not with anything else yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so were there other moments like that we didn't see that that were really fun or something really memorable that that you were surprised or just enjoyed having you know there it's it's hard to fit everything that happens into that 45 minutes of show right so they do their absolute best that they possibly can and they do grab the best moments. I mean, they, they, they didn't hold back on the blueberry pie challenge. They didn't hold back on Taylor going face first. They did like they they really show all the best moments. Uh, but the behind the scenes thing, I mean, we, we you don't get to really do a whole lot with other teams unless the cameras roll. So nothing really significant happens. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of stretching in the airports. Uh, we played mm -hmm. fruit toss in the hotel rooms with random fruit and uh, catch with a banana is really funny. <laughs> we, yeah, uh, I mean, they, you, when you think about a race day, you know, if a race day is 10 hours and they have eight teams and then they have to cram that into a 45 minute episode. I mean, we'd always say at the end of the day, you know, I mean, when you're running around doing the race, I was surprised at how I didn't really even think about the camera because you're so caught up in what you're doing it wouldn't be until the end of the day when we'd get back to the hotel where i'd be like oh man like what did we say today or what did we do today you know we're gonna be on tv what did i do <laughs> now was there ever a point when you guys were watching it back where you felt like something was represented in a surprising way or where you 
thought it would be portrayed differently? I, I think watching the episodes, it was really neat because we didn't know the other team's stories. So watching them and how they did things, I think that that, that was really entertaining. So, I mean, even if they told you they did something, it kind of played out different uh, than what, what you thought it looked like, right? Even, even like, I didn't even know my voice was this annoying. Uh, <laughs> or how many times we say babe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're hyper aware of that now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> You're so Canadian. You're already saying sorry back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think uh, the only thing for me that surprised me, aside from the babe, um, was at that um, uh, voguing challenge. I did look very, very frustrated. I- oh, I mean, you in the Vogue challenge, it looked a lot smoother than I than it felt in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think we spent spent quite a bit of time, and they made it look pretty pretty good. But yeah, you were very frustrated at that golden challenge. Music moves me, but it moves me ugly. <laughs> <laughs> was there a challenge beyond the dancing? Were there a, was there like one other challenge that really was hard for you that maybe we didn't see or we didn't notice? Was that was that difficult for me? Um, it was definitely the paintball. I um, had a full blown anxiety attack in there as well. And if it weren't for Adam, I. Not, I don't think that I would have been able to do it. Like I, I was trying to take my helmet off, even though it was strapped onto my neck and I was saying I couldn't breathe. And he's like, you know, for starters, you've got that thing wrapped around your neck. But I mean, that, that paintball challenge was incredibly intense. I don't know for you, what you would say, but. Uh, for me, the, the, I don't know if they really portrayed it as, as they did. They did show that I struggled with it, but the holistic way painting challenge in uh, Fredericton, that was another moment where I really had to reflect on my, my attitude because that's not my type of challenge. I'm, I wouldn't say I'm the most, I don't have the greatest memory, but I, I just kind of, wore down and, and got it done and I mean showed myself that I could I could do something like that so I don't know I was, I was happy with it but it was a little bit more difficult than really have time to show actually yeah it's interesting I think we sometimes get this picture of we watch a task and the way it's shown it's like oh they didn't really think that was going to affect the outcome I think the zombie paintball was definitely an example of that where we saw it had an effect on the race because of course Leanne and Mar went out in such a terrible way but I think it was portrayed as much easier than it seems like it actually was well it, it was for me it was a lot of fun Taylor and I even high-fived after it was it was fun Dylan and Kwame you saw them giggling the whole time <laughs> they were hilarious but but it is uh it it, it was it was intense it's uh you can kind of see uh uh, it's I, I wouldn't ever appear, uh, uh, relate to it, but uh, situations like uh, well, war or active shooter situations where you don't have any defense, uh, so they're coming at you without any regard for their own safety because you can't fight back, and they're just just firing paintballs at you, and it kind of does increase that intensity. And then Courtney's attached to all two hundred pounds of me hauling her around without any choice of where she's going or what she's doing. I just grabbed her hand and just hauled her through like a, a bull in a china shop. And, you and know, I think that sometimes it's just really hard to actually, you know, you're getting it on film and in real life. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, just a different kind of feeling. So it's hard to depict how it really is, but. It was fun for me, but I could definitely see the intensity and, and Leanna Mar, they, they did great. Uh, especially uh, if nobody's ever been in one of those, those crippling situations where you have no choice, but your body just reacts that way. And you have the anxiety and it's, it's crippling is the best way to say it. So yeah, it's, I'm glad they, they went out as graceful as they did and they made the right choice. I think 
you know, you can only do as much as you can do. And those girls really, really went through it. Yeah. So uh, what what was the most fun then, like for each of you? Most fun. Oh, my goodness. Looking back on everything, everything was fun now. But I will say the beaver jump I got to do twice. So I had so much fun both times. Um, I mean, I think that it probably has a lot to do with where we finished, but I enjoyed PEI. The, you know, the people there were so friendly. The, you know, the atmosphere was wonderful. The, the word scramble was great. Like the potato planting, you know, I don't know. I mean, from a viewer's standpoint, but that whole day was just a lot of fun, fun for me. (laughs) I think I think mostly every everything at least once a day you did something even if you were last frustrated whatever it was you did something and you actually were just in awe and appreciated it for what it was so there was I could pick a favorite thing from each leg um, I mean obviously the beaver uh, but now the more I think about it stands out a little bit more the uh, I really enjoyed the um, the wheelchair basketball that was so much fun <laughs> flying that. Uh, that helicopter was, I wish I would have failed a few more times now. Cause that was, I'll never get another chance to do something that fun. And I know Phil's got a completely different <laughs> opinion on that, but the military challenge was great. I know. I, I mean, it was fun. I know court was really upset in that one. Cause, and not at me or anybody else, but she was just really worried about how it would look. And if people would understand how hard that actually was, but having the whole military there, all those heroes just, screaming at you pumping your tires they had guys running up and down beside the track with us just cheering us on and that that gave you another 45 percent stamina and strength boost they just they really pumped your tires so i mean every, everywhere there was there was something great well i think it's something like we've said over and over that we are a little envious of you up in canada because your show gets to kind of embrace your country in a way that would feel tacky if we tried to do it down here um so I I've always loved that it's sort of this love letter to Canada. And is there any place in particular? I mean, Courtney, you said PEI, but is there any place in particular that you're definitely going to have to go back to now? Well, I think honestly, like the Yukon, Dawson City was like something out of a storybook or out of a movie. You felt like you were on a movie on a movie set. And I mean There's so there's so much uh room for activities up there. Like you can do so many things up there any time of the year. So we're definitely going to be making a trip up that direction. And see the Northern Lights? That's like, oh yeah. You've got to go up north and see the Northern Lights. You can hear them up there, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, because you can see them where you guys are. Yeah, we, we get we get a pretty decent view, but up there it's very vibrant. And, uh, they don't have as much light pollution as you would in mm-hmm. like a city. So it's just like it gets really dark. And Yeah. And then, and then I think East Coast, anywhere on the East Coast, there are those... Uh, not just how beautiful it is, uh, but the people are a different breed. Yeah. They're so lovely. Yeah, they really are. Uh, I, I guess you guys are out, out east there, so you guys can kind of uh, attest to maybe you guys have some of them coming down to visit you, but they're just so sweet. Like my, my, my pace of life and my pace of people never, never in too much of a rush. Tell <laughs> me you can't finish first. <laughs> So, so it sounds like you guys had an amazing time on the show. Would, um, if there was ever like an all stars or anything, would you, would you do it again? No questions asked. If, 150%. If, I, I don't think they allow the winners uh, to go back and do all stars. I think, I think that's a rule. Is it? 
Yeah, I mean, I, have they? They had a winner on the first U.S. All-Stars, but it was mostly because they had a feud with their runner-ups, so they brought them all back. <laughs> so you guys needed to cultivate a feud if you were going to get asked back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll avoid the feuds and just, just run the race we did and be, be very proud. But It might be best to just, you know, finish on a positive note. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. That's so great. Um, I mean, it, it definitely it looks like a blast. I think like every time you hear like a celebrity being interviewed about reality TV, they say like, "What show would you go on?" They all say "Amazing Race." So I think you guys definitely picked the right show to go on. Oh yeah. Well, she did. I just did everything <laughs> she said. Just along for the ride, huh? Exactly. <laughs> so what's what's next for you guys? You got a wedding coming up? We sure do. November, we're getting married. We leave on the eighth. And we're there for a week. So we've got all of our all of our people coming with us, which is so awesome. Ooh, destination wedding, huh? Yes, you bet. And then we're going to do probably a honeymoon at some point. Well, now we are. Well, you won one. So what's going to be better than that? Yeah, that's exactly it. Right. And and I think the 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 race was going to be our honeymoon if we didn't win. (laughs) But uh, now that we do have that opportunity, which we're so grateful for, we're going to very much exploit that and enjoy that to its fullest. Well, that's awesome. And so I'm sure this honeymoon will be a little less stressful than than being on the race and staying up all night um, thinking of bread puns. <laughs> well, what, what's more fun than bread puns, really? <laughs> Not a lot in my mind. <laughs> yeah, well, all you need is loaf, right? Uh, ah! can't believe you didn't think of that one you and i were gonna have to chat (laughs) i'm i'm the upper crust in the bread department (laughs) oh fantastic Uh, we we had a longtime listener who um basically his whole persona was bread puns so i have a head start on you in that department oh really (laughs) yeah yeah long story but Oh, I was going to show you guys really quick because listeners can't see, but uh, I got uh, our, our 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 notes that Courtney kept for the final. That was me keeping track in a <laughs> in a completely disastrous way. I don't even know how it all came together in the end. That's the that's the paper that she wow wrote it on. Yeah, we've been really looking forward to chatting with you guys. Uh, like I said, we love you guys' podcast and just everything about it. Oh, it, it, that's so cool to hear. And I have to imagine that occasionally you were listening, like sitting there thinking, but that's not how it happened. And that's wrong. And we want to correct you. And <laughs> we get that a lot. You know what? You guys are a really good job. Uh, I, I, listening to, to you guys talk about the show, I think uh, um, that you guys are experts on it and you guys know exactly what's going on. And I mean, you guys are off on a few things, but for the most part, you guys were we're bang on and uh, very impressive with how in detail of things like I love that you would talk about even the judges and stuff like that. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was just so great. I take a lot of notes during the show. So and then hopefully kind of like your notes you just showed us, they don't always make sense during the podcast, but sometimes <laughs> it comes out OK. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it turned out great. You guys did a, a great job and I, I'm, I'm excited to listen to it next year. Uh, and now that I mean, like we're part of the Amazing Race Canada family. We're going to be all up involved in this next year, too. So listening to it next year, we're really looking forward to it. I hope you guys do it. Oh, we, we definitely will. We're, we're in it for the long haul. And it's, it's something to do between seasons of Amazing Race US, which we never know anymore when that's going to be on. 
Oh yeah, yes, eh? It's uh, twice a year though, and we watch we watch uh, the American one, a few few of them, anyways, few the newer ones. Uh, just trying to catch up or like kind of get examples before this race. So it was uh, homework. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, we we really enjoy the Amazing Race Canada, and especially I live in the middle of the United States, so haven't haven't been to Canada that much, but it's like a nice view into the into the country, and then a lot of cool cool people to watch like you guys so it's been great yeah and, and, and i've been back to canada three times since i started covering this show so it's done that you got my tourist dollars three times oh that's pretty cool well if you ever come to come this way to calgary <laughs> you're, you're coming you're coming up uh to banff next year is what i heard yep next summer uh we were supposed to do it this summer but didn't work out but yeah my family's all out that way so we'll be out next summer for sure well, if you're in the area, uh, you are, will be in contact and we would, we would love to visit with you. I would love that, too. Yeah, so, for sure. I haven't been to Calgary since I was about 13 or 14, so got a lot of catching up to do. Well, it's, it's still beautiful city. So beautiful. And the people here are great, too. So, yeah, if you want to if you want to come up, that would be awesome. And, and we'll at, ver- at the very least meet for dinner or something. That sounds fantastic. Well, Adam and Courtney, I just want to thank you once again for taking the time to sit down with us. We've had so much fun talking to you guys. And where can people find you out in the social media world? Uh, you can get me on Instagram at uh, RampageXJ. <laughs> 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 I didn't know what that was when I made it. Um, and, and then Courtney's at XX, Courtney Hope XX. And you can follow us on Twitter or yeah, Twitter at We're Courtney and Adam. Courtney and Adam. Yeah. Um, and uh facebook i mean we don't do facebook as much really but yeah let's just look us up um um yeah all right fantastic (laughs) Uh, i did want to i i did want to catch up with you guys on um the kiss cam (laughs) oh yes all right and uh very much apologize for the uh, the lack of kissing that was aired uh i i, I wasn't sure how much they were going to show or not after uh, the episode one we were like oh yeah. <laughs> we do however very much appreciate uh you guys doing that uh putting that all on and and, and facilitating that and, and coming up with all the rules and stuff I, I mean when i threw it out there it was just kind of like a just an idea you guys really took that off and and blew it up and, and everybody that's listening and donated we we very much appreciate that so uh we were just talking that uh whatever you put into the kiss count uh donation box we're gonna match it as well and just uh we're gonna find an american charity i think if if uh, <laughs> <laughs> well america doesn't need your help <laughs> it's all about canada <laughs> oh you know we're we're okay up here eh? <laughs> Yeah, we had a lot of fun with that, too. And we figured if we're going to be making fun of you on the air, you should at least be able to, you know, clap back at us. And that was the best possible way to clap back. Well, we we loved it and uh, we want to contribute to you. So uh, I guess uh, we can talk about that uh, a little bit later if you'd like. And and, uh, we, we, we appreciate you doing that. That was awesome. Oh, no problem. I'll forward you the particulars. Um, I haven't been able to get my donation to go through, so I've, I've got to settle that with an actual credit card uh, this week, and I will let you know. But I had intended to donate $100, and I'm not sure how much Dan gave, but if he gave more than that, then I have to give more than he did. It was not more than that. Now okay. I feel I feel cheap now. No, no, no. I lost the bet, so I, w- I should be giving more. 
<laughs> what uh, what charity did you choose? It was the uh, uh, the uh, Council for Refugees. I think oh yes, 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 yeah. 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 But, but yeah, I I gave thirty five, but <laughs> cool. that's you know, like like you guys know, every every dollar helps with with the charities. So hundred um, percent. Yeah. Plus, that's Canadian money, so that's just like play money anyway. <laughs> it makes you feel cheaper now. <laughs> pocket change for you guys. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. So thanks once again, guys. And um, we would love to have you on next summer to recap an episode with us. Um, kind of get the outsider looking in perspective. And we can't wait. Yeah, we would love to do that. And we, like I said, we're going to be listening next year. We we appreciate everything you guys do. And and even just taking the time out to put this podcast out and and then like I, I know it's it's late here so i know it's super late there and just doing all this this is awesome thanks again guys and uh, thanks to all the listeners and we'll see you next summer 